The Candyman can. Yeah. Yep. The Candyman can. <laughs> Ooh. What, what? Sing the Philip Glass score. What is the that song? Score is really that good. So crazy. The score is, uh, I was actually considering learning it and then <laughs> singing it, but I was. It's not worth it. <laughs> Le- <laughs> learning the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we'd like- spend the first five minutes of this podcast <laughs> me just going. um hello welcome everybody to is it whack a movie podcast where we debate the whackness of our favorite films i'm one of your hosts funky and i'm joined by hannah hi (laughs) seb i'm eating a salad hey nara seb's eating a salad he is. And Adam. The Candyman can. <laughs> Seb, that is going to be such bad audio. Salad but audio? My mic is so good. Yeah. You can hear every yeah. crunch. ASMR. I, uh, salad no. ASMR. ASMR, you're eating a salad oh, on a podcast. Stop, stop, stop. discussing a cult horror film. I don't. I literally, I can't. I hate it. Hannah's getting like actually What a good fork for. People would pay good money for this. I can't. Anna's yeah. taking off her headphones. <laughs> I I hate ASMR so much. It makes me so uncomfortable, like physically. Wow. Really? Yeah, I, hate, I, some, I can't. I have some friends who can't sleep without it. Like they post up their ASMRs and they're like, so, there's such deep communities for them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. It's intense and I think it's the most disgusting thing in ever and oh not and I'm, i don't judge anyone who likes it it's just like per, my i just react that way i can't deal i can't deal no. with it that's makes a lot of sense i don't think that's a weird thing to feel like it's weird i yeah, yeah i don't get it like i think i like it but i get why people wouldn't do you have a, a specific genre that's your fave me yeah i mean i don't like listen to it often or anything i'm not like an asmr uh junkie Mm. But uh, I think it's cool. Yeah. You know, just like a little soothing in the ear. Soft little sounds. I didn't okay. even do anything, Hannah. <laughs> I know, but I, I just, just said thought of it. I can't. Is it thought of it? Okay, we'll, I can't. we'll stop talking about ASMRs. <laughs> no, we'll start. Can... To... Don't say it five times. <laughs> I can talk about it. I just, oh, I don't know. You know, the more you don't believe in ASMRs, the more they become real. <laughs> and you wonder, like, are you the ASMR or... Is it another being? Oh, we're talking about Candyman today. Uh, Candyman 1992, a movie that I brought in um, because I've seen it for a couple of times over the past few months in quarantine, actually. Uh, And I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I watched it for the first time um, and then I watched it with another friend like a couple months later. And I was like, oh, this is like a pretty good movie. I like it. Uh, So I wanted to bring that in and uh, see what you guys had to think about it. Because we're doing our Hallow Whack special. That's the name we settled on, right? Hallow Whack? Yeah. <laughs> Is that permanent? Yeah. We're doing. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> we're doing our Hallow Whack special Ooh. series here at Is It Whack? So we want to do some spooky horror movies. And I thought this one could fit. It is very gory. Um, oh, and I, yes. Oh, yeah. I I I sent the like warning way too late. I realized, but I was watching it again, and I was like, "Yeah, this one's a this is a slasher, huh?" 
Um, so where, what was your first time watching this like, guys? I scary. guess. Scary. <laughs> My first time watching it was scary. <laughs> well, did you watch it for the first time this, like, for the podcast, Autumn? Yeah, just a couple hours ago. And since then, I've been scared. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is creepy. <laughs> I saw this for the first time, like, two or three years ago with Seb. Um, and I didn't... Any friends of the podcast. Oh, yeah. With... Aiden and Isaac, I think. Are they? Oh, yeah. Like... Well, we got to get them on. Uh-huh. Yeah, we should Not official on. friends of the podcast yet. Tentative friends. They yeah. 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 They're still friends of I'll, the All pod... I know is that Aiden... Walked... Aiden listened. No, he listened Aiden to listened? the first episode. That's all I know. Uh, Aiden is the first episode. Um, so... <laughs> Still pretty good. Maybe again. That's Who knows? But yeah. That is what? I, Aiden I liked think... my review of Candyman that I posted saying that we were going to talk about it on Is It Wax? So maybe he's going to listen. Maybe he'll listen. Please. Yeah. Aiden, please. Come on, Aiden. <laughs> my family Aiden, is dying. Aiden, if you don't listen, we're just going to make fun of you on future episodes. And you'll never know because you won't listen. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Holding maybe our listeners hostage. We should That's write in I the love. description that we are going to tell a big secret about Aiden so he'll feel inclined to listen and know what secret we're revealing. And no last name. We'll just get every Aiden just scared. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That could be our demographic, folks. Aiden? That could be. Aiden's? Aiden's. We'll talk about this We would be a very popular, if every Aiden in the world listened to this podcast. (laughs) Millions! Maybe that's a top podcast Sorry, Hannah, I really derailed that. Um, what were you saying about your first experience listening? I mean, I, watching? Just that I, I did watch it. and Oh, um, what did you think? It's like, I feel like this time around, I was more confused than the first time I watched it. Um, but I guess we'll get into that. I, I like parts. I like it. Yes, I do like it. I'm not. I don't think it's like necessarily like scary, but I get. Uh, I'm like weird. I I I don't movies don't very like scare me easily, but I, yeah, it's a good it's a good time. We'll mm. we'll talk about it more. I don't know where I'm going. Okay. It's all good. Movies don't scare you. No, Whoa. I. This is a good time. What a life. What? What a life to live. Wait, no I mean, movie I scares you? No, I have not seen a movie in my adult life that has, like, left me scared or thinking about it or, like, haunted by what it. What about Southland Tales? That, but, <laughs> I, like, there are movies where, like, jump scares freak me out or whatever, but, like, yeah. it's, I'm never, like, thinking about, like, the scary idea that it explored or, like, thinking that something is in a tree or whatever. <laughs> Um, what about any movie about dinosaurs or space? I don't. They uh, space makes me uncomfortable to talk about. Dinosaurs, I don't like them. But they, <laughs> don't, they don't scare me. Like, like it's not like I stay up like thinking them? about either. I uh, they you, I they, I used to have nightmares about dinosaurs, and I just don't care for them. I don't like the noise that they make in movies. And I don't like their big feet stomping. What if what if there's like a new scientific study comes out and they like find out the noise that dinosaurs actually make and you like that noise will you start liking dinosaurs? 
No, because they still have big feet. <laughs> I, I, I like, can't crush me with. I don't. I don't deal with it. They're too tall. Do you dislike Bigfoot? Oh uh, wow! You know we're getting into it here. <laughs> <laughs> but if you watch Jurassic Park, you wouldn't be scared. Uh, I don't think I'd be scared. I would just be like, I'd. I would have probably been scared when I was younger, maybe. But I just would have been like, I don't like this. I have no right. interest in seeing any of those movies. Like, they just don't appeal to me I've, personally. I've never met anyone that's, like, disliked dinosaurs. I thought, yeah, I thought dinosaurs are like the just like, dinosaurs thing. are cool as fuck. I don't yeah. think they're cool at all. I think that if if I was, stu- like, you know how in movies or shows about time travel, they'll always, like, end up in prehistoric time for, like, a little bit, and then they're like, oh, we gotta More outrun like, the dinosaurs. When are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate that idea so much. I hate the idea of being plopped into the middle of prehistoric times and having to run from some giant feet. I don't... <laughs> I don't fuck with it. Such that is scary, fear. I guess. I've never really thought about it in, like... I can deal with gore. I just can't deal with that. You know? Mm-hmm. Understandable. Um, Nara, have you seen this movie before? <laughs> no, I watched this movie for the first time this morning. I was gonna watch it last night, but then I was like, well, what if it spooks me and I can't fall asleep? So I just, uh, I ended up watching a lecture that ended up scaring me, because we were, it was oh. like, it, it was oh, for no. my, my heavy music class, and he played this, uh, um, piece of music that was just, like, really high-pitched violin, like, droning, and it wasn't... Oh, no. But it's, like, the same sound motif that they use in, like, horror films when they're, like, oh, something's coming. But it was, like, an orchestral piece. Um, And just sitting in my dark kitchen, looking out my open window into the dark street, listening to that was not a great. And then they played ACDC, and that was really scary. No. (laughs) No. I've never listened to them. Are they... AC, what's the like uh, if you want blood is that the song by them that's the song that's in empire records if you want blood where he's like uh you got it he's like drumming and then they're all dancing in the music store that's the acdc song i know oh okay they're not that bad they're okay <laughs> <laughs> you anyway t- you, you must have heard some of their other songs you must have heard tnt oh that's a bad song tnt Back how does Black. that go yeah uh, anyway, I, I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, yeah, I watched it for the first time this morning, and it was a little. A li- there were, I think it's the same with Hannah, where it's like it didn't scare me, but there were parts that I f- was feeling stressed out about. It was more stressful than scary. There was a university class. Yes. <laughs> which is scary. So so scary. Yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify that the thing that scared me was academics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's the scary well, thing. I wasn't I'm not scared, I'm not scared of, of Candyman. I'm scared of blood. like rigid uh institutions. Exactly. Mm. Thank you. That's what I was the scared. Real villain. Wait, exactly. here at Is It Whack, are we like for the man or are we against the man? I don't know. I just <laughs> I think I remember our day here. We're <laughs> so against it. <laughs> we Depends do not like on the man. the man. Who's the man? She's the I'm man. Candyman. Starring uh... pro candy man, anti man, <laughs> Seb. Yeah, true. Seb. Seb, what was? Oh yeah, I saw this a couple years ago with Hannah, and I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting movie." Kind of lost me in the second half, and then I watched it again today, and I was like, "Oh, it's pretty much a masterpiece." Yeah, it's, cool. it's a great. This, this is a really, really good movie. 
That's a nice one. Yeah. Uh, do you do you want to do like a sub summary, a sub summary corner, perhaps? Oh yes. Um, this movie sometimes I get lost in the vibes, but there is a plot. <laughs> There's actually a good plot. There's um a grad student, played by Virginia Madsen, whose name is Helen, and she and her friend Bernadette. Um, who's a fellow student, are doing a thesis on urban legends, specifically that of one called Candyman, who is a murderer who shows up if you say his name five times in a mirror. And she kind of traces him to a, a bunch of grisly murders that have been um, committed in this, like, uh, kind of like public housing building, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or at least a, a building in a, in a poor neighborhood. And uh, she starts to unravel the, the story of Candyman and uh, she's un- unsure if it's a supernatural phenomenon or if it's a way for the people who live in the neighborhood and the building to um, project onto like the horrors they see every day is to make up this urban legend. But then she gets further entwined in it until it's impossible for her or us to tell what the truth is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it really blurs that line. You're like, who's... Uh... Are you the, or is he the, um, <laughs> spoilers for the film coming up spoilers for the, yeah. I mean, I think, I think I assume, yeah, I think we're definitely going to spoil it, but, um, we can talk about the whole movie without spoiling it once. That would be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, when I watched this, I, I've seen a bunch of horror, but this one really like stood out to me cause I think it's because of the like slasher scenes themselves. They feel uh, like weirdly graceful. Um, and you, like when the Candyman appears, it, it gets cloudier and kind of dreamlike. And when he's speaking to uh, Helen, it's it's a slasher scene, but it's filmed like a romance, which almost makes like what happens after that harder to watch. Uh, yeah. And I just like the movie. I was like, this is really cool take on an urban legend and kind of just like collective angst and being scared as a group of people. Uh, and I liked how it like kind of possessed the person who was like actually like digging into it and writing her thesis on it. Uh, and she got like trapped in it. Sad, sad time. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean on that, fir- on that first point, like, yeah, I never really, it, it doesn't feel like a very bloodthirsty movie, like despite how bloody it is, it feels very much like it's not really reveling in like the the act of slashing, like a lot of yeah. slasher yeah. movies well, do. Well, it doesn't actually show. The show. show. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, like once. Kind of. Like for the most part, yeah. it's usually the before and afters of that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. The one time that it's used, it's it's kind of like you want it to happen, like you want her to be free. I, I guess it's in the office. Yeah, uh, when she's like trying to escape, um, and you actually do see the slashing. But yeah, other than that, it's like off screen, off camera, and you feel bad in that part because you kind of want the guy to get slashed. You know, you didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Which guy? The psychiatrist. Well, it's, oh um, yeah. It's also it's like when we see that that moment, like that moment is maybe the least like gory or grisly of all the like attacks like at least from the audience's perspective because we don't see much blood we just see like because he gets he gets stabbed like like we see him getting stabbed but we can't see the act 
act of stabbing because it's like in his back. Mm-hmm. The things we don't see are much more disturbing. Yeah. The stories we hear and like the kind of brief flashes and the aftermaths. Yeah. Scarier than that scene, I think. That I think it's like a. It reminded me of You Were Never Really Here in the sense that like both of the movies are like, you know, partly a, about trauma and about the reaction to that. And they're movies that don't really want to like necessarily inflict more trauma by showing just like very grisly murders or really trying to like avoid that. Like even though uh, we'll still see the aftermath of it. Um, yeah, it's 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 really pointedly not trying to just be like, here's a lot more death. Yeah. In that movie, I, if if you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure it's it's just like security cameras right before, I guess the violence a lot of the time, um, and like you you see them afterwards, like, bef- like after all the carnage or whatever, um, but yeah, that one's shot very well too. Yeah, about Luke singing about me. One second. Ooh. What, what, was the, what, what was the song? He was singing to... a song that it was like Sebalicious. I don't know. I couldn't really hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I wanted to, why did you mute yourself? <laughs> Here's how I feel about this movie. How I feel watching it. This is a cult, gory horror film from 1992 made by a white man about race and about class and about women. No one um, else has any excuse not to get those things right after this film. What was this? Who opinion. wrote the story it was based off of? Um, can I say that... Clive Barker, white guy. I don't think that this... Mo- I'm very confused about what this movie is trying to say about class, race, and women. And I don't necessarily agree that it is making the most strong points. Like, I don't really... Like, it sees that it's trying to do all these things. I just don't really see where it's ending up in the end. Yeah disagree i well i i think there are things about it that are clearly written by a white dude in hollywood um which is obviously like i mean i you would expect it but i i just i think that this movie is i don't know i don't know if it's actually making any points but Mm. please tell me what you read from it sebastian i don't want to go on a on a whole thing. I don't have like a, a specific like through line through the whole movie. I just think the movie's really observant about uh one, the way Candyman is like controlling um and possessive of Helen and how similar that is to uh the way the other man in her life kind of treats her. I think it's true. Or at least it's like aware of the way that men kind of abuse women. Like throughout. And I think it's very aware that the movie is about a white academic who is yeah. kind of exotifying and right. like, um, you know, othering the people that it's studying. Yeah. That she's but studying. My, I guess my thing is like, I agree that it is aware of it and like it acknowledges it, but I don't know what it does beyond acknowledging it. Like, I would also say that like the way it explores gender and the way that that intersects with race can also be read in a way that is, I would say, I don't know if it's saying something progressive or if it's actually being racist, but we can talk about that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really trying to like read this film watching it. I'm just so confused. I, yeah, I, 
there's definitely elements of race in this that it, it, it tries to, I guess, unpack. But it's kind of like a, a blurry statement if it is trying to make one. Because um, one thing I didn't really like about the story was the way that black people will use this kind of like a device to tell the story. And it's that's also like a plot line in the movie, which is weird, like with Helen and her academics. Um, but yeah, like other than Bernadette, all of the other black characters feel kind of like flat and like cardboard cutouts. Like they're positioned to meet Helen and just like information dump about the legend and then disappear. Um, she doesn't really like form a solid connection with it. I don't think any of them. And she's a really disruptive force. In their Except community. that little boy who like has no life outside of following her around and just telling her. Yeah. Like what? Oscar for Jake? <laughs> he was. That <laughs> yeah, was probably. so Two silly. Oscars? Like he, he's that, adorable, but. Yeah, that part like when he when he like walked up to her, I was like, "What is this? Like this is so ridiculous to me." And that kind of like pulled me out because like I just could not see that situation happening. At all. Yeah, it's also, it's just, like, this is how the filmmaker sees, like, kids who live in, like, areas like this. Like, there is literally no one around, and he's able to just go to the police station with this woman, and, like, n- we have no sign of, I like, think some people have their hands up. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you had I, your hand up first, so you oh, can go first. I was, just, I was just gonna say, it's, like, I think... I don't know, I just think as, like... I do agree with, like, Hannah and Funke, where it's, like, the, like, um, intersection, like, the issues it's getting into with, like, um, class and race and gender and its intersections does get very murky, um, and, but I do think, like, I do appreciate that this is a film with, like, a larger budget that is at least attempting to have a conversation or start a conversation about those things, and I sort of think to, like, Seb's point, like, maybe the film doesn't deserve that much credit but it does like the way this film is made could discredit other films it's just like if this film can like at least include and acknowledge those issues why can't so many films that have come after even try that um which i think is sort of like how i like interpreted sub's point as opposed to being like every this is the greatest film dealing with all these subjects why can't other people do it blah blah blah. that's just sort of like how i i don't know sub if i like um, misinterpreted your words, but that's sort of like how I understood what you were saying. Yeah, I think so. I also I like murky, and I think especially in genre, murky is yeah, okay. I, that's my opinion. Yeah, but I know Adam had his hand up, and I cut off Hannah. So. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see the point that it like certainly does center Helen's story amongst like the story of any of the black characters within the film. Uh, I do think that the film is very much about like this rich white woman who has this like, like she's very uh, removed from the actual thing that she is like academically studying in the way that like a lot of rich academics do understand like classism where they look at it from afar. They don't really know. I'm obviously not speaking about every single academic, but uh, the type that like doesn't really know what actually goes on at the ground level, but are able to like intellectually distance themselves and then make some kind of like, assessment and statement and she's the kind of person to me that like would go on like a a vacation to like a lower income neighborhood just to like like take photographs and and totally uh dehumanize the people there 
and yeah. see them just as like objects of like curiosity. Like that's I think the uh the the pretense of the entire movie. And then the whole thing for me is like, well, now she has to learn what it's like to like actually be possessed by this uh destructive force that she was just like at a distance observing. Um it's generational pain. Yeah, exactly. Like now she actually has to like face that when before she was able to just be like Uh, I'm going to make an uh, intellectual, I'm able to like intellectually remove myself from uh, the environment. So yeah, I I, I mean, maybe it's not like the perfect representation of this conversation of like academics commodifying and objectifying like low income folks, but I think it's very interesting. And I think there is a lot to parse there. And I don't think it like isn't saying anything. I think it's saying a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it is confused about what it's saying. Like, Here's the thing is, like, yeah, it's interesting that they're bringing up these points, but, like, and I know, like, you know, it's a genre movie. It's not trying to win, like, an Oscar, and it's not necessarily, like, but when I think about something like Bring It On, which is also a genre movie made in the 90s, which manages to, like, tackle issues, and it incorporates issues of race within it while actually making a point beyond just acknowledging the fact that there are racial and class dis- like differences between the two competing cheerleader teams. But also, like, beyond that, I just... Uh, I, I think that the movies, like, use... I, I'm confused about, like, what the metaphor of Candyman as, like, a... Um, like the monster within this film is supposed to be because like I, I I'm I'm just confused about like how they're trying to use it like as a storytelling tool if that makes sense like I think it's strange to because when you think about like moral panics which I think this is kind of based off of where like there's almost like a folk demon where people blame like societal issues onto it within like a certain culture or community like the idea that then the monster isn't like systems in place that like oppress people and that like cause certain kinds of like events to occur but is actually like a mystical creature that is evil and that is then like I don't know I just I'm very confused by like I think it's, ex- yeah, I think it's explained in the other movies that he's kind of like a product of uh, like racism and he's kind of like the embodiment of the mistreatment of black people. It's, it's explained okay. in this movie. Hey. I think. Okay. I, the, they say he's a descendant of slavery and he, no, I, he and he was, he was lynched for. No, I know that. Yeah. I know that it's explained that way, but then like. The idea that, like, in his own time when he was alive, he was demonized for loving and being with a white woman. And then in modern times, he comes back as, like, a literal, like, a monster who preys on a white woman. Like, that, to me, seals, like, a very confused metaphor that borders on racist. But that's... Why are you putting your thumbs down? That's literally <laughs> what happens in the movie. I've, yes, it's too literal as an interpretation. I've, Sorry. I no. was I was just say I think like if you track with like what Adam's saying about um the disconnect between like academia and reality, um that sort of like 
makes sense with how like the manifestation of the Candyman is brought about about how um especially with the thing where it's like he's tracking her because she doesn't believe in it where like that's her entire thing with her thesis she's like I don't believe Mm -hmm. in this I don't believe that these stories come from a legitimate place of trouble and in turn she's saying I don't believe that these people are facing legitimate issues in a way and that's sort of how she acts in this community Mm -hmm. because her friend who is black is like we shouldn't go here these people don't want us here they're gonna think we're cops they don't need that we shouldn't be here but then she's like we're not cops so it doesn't matter she's like and then she crawls through some nasty mirror yeah and she has like she she doesn't see any of this as people's lives or as people's like well-beings or people's homes she's like it's all just artifact for me to leech off of um and then he somehow like manifests like revenge on her i don't think i think like the plot of how she is like heart like how she is then like uh, possessed and then harms her community is the part where the um interpretation starts to get more muddy but i still can read it as like she doesn't understand how she's harming these people but she's doing it nonetheless or she doesn't have the intention of harming these people but she's doing it regardless right i guess like yeah i'm i'm i perhaps my reading was like literal but i just mean when you look at like the actual like iconography being served to you on the screen like you can understand why like that can also be like interpreted as like i don't know whack (laughs) yeah um nara as you were talking i was just thinking about uh midsommar another horror movie that kind of deals with people like going to a different culture and like exploring it in a way that is kind of destructive and harmful um yeah i guess when horror does that it I, it's it's really interesting um because i don't know like it, it is taking a look at like anthropologists and people who examine cultures and how that is like kind of like just uprooting them and messing them up of their day-to-day stuff like uh i was reading about the next Candyman that comes out in 2021 and that's going to deal a lot about uh, gentrification and how, I guess, the people in the community in this one are being displaced and stuff and how that legend's lived on. Um, so, yeah, I, I like when horror, like, manages to touch on, like, culture as- aspects like that, even if it is murky. Like, yeah, it, it is props to them for doing this in, like, 1992. Um, I, and I think that that gentrification comment is in there. Because her Helen's apartment is the same um, foundation as the apartment where Candyman is haunting the residents. It's just been like redone, mm-hmm. and it's like, and even the first shot, which is like this overhead shot of like the infrastructure and the highway and That's stuff. So it's like good. with that Philip Glass what, score. What, Ooh. It's great, and it's like what horror lives under the foundations of society. Yeah. What 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 are these like stories and like like who built these things and it's the same way we're looking at it from this aerial view in the same way that she like is able to create this like distance from it's like watching a movie (laughs) whoa (laughs) that's what we did i think that's the thing i think helen is the audience yeah i think this this movie made by a, a white guy for white people about you know black characters in folklore which is maybe problematic but i think he's trying to go like Oh, you thought you were coming here to watch like this spooky urban legend about like a scary black person? 
now you're the villain mm-hmm. now now you're going to be put in that perspective and you're going to understand why that's one why that story exists and two why you enjoying it in this way is weird mm. and then it makes it makes her the monster at the end yeah it's like i think it's examining that like voyeuristic like mentality of a lot of viewers uh towards films that are about like poor people mm-hmm like, uh, I don't know if I'd say this film is, like, specifically for a white audience. I don't know if I, like, completely agree with that. But I, I, I think that, like, a lot of films that are about, like, poor black communities especially are made for people at a distance to be like, oh, man, that that really sucks. And you have this, like, still, like, voyeuristic, <laughs> like, dehumanizing view of how you're supposed to, like, be observing the movie. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that's like the the main character in this film. It's like she, yeah, like you said, Seb, she is the audience member of a lot of movies. And it's being like, yeah, maybe uh, you shouldn't <laughs> be like that. Mm-hmm. I think also like this film, it like, I think like from watching it and um, I like got all of that, but I do understand like, how because like i think this is just generally true for any movie because it's so murky or because there are elements of it that are murky or are convoluted and maybe not explained most the most eloquently or because there is so much gore that might overshadow some of the statements like that message could get very easily lost um on an audience especially it's like a lot of the time like when you watch a slasher or horror film not i get i guess not a lot of the time but i just imagine like when i was like in middle school or when I was like 13, 14, 15. And it's like most of the time you watch a horror movie like with your friends as like a thrill sort of thing. Like you're not going to think deeper about it. Um, And it may be like, so I think like in that way, this could like the story is like potentially like more harmful. But I also like, it's hard because like I'm a really big fan of genre as beyond just like being a genre piece and genre as a metaphor. Um. But I do, like, understand how, like, definitely, like, because of the context of its genre, it's, like, messages could get caught or could get, um, con- um, could get misconstrued, like, super easily. But I kind of think this is the rare, or not really, but this is a rare horror movie that uh, really challenges its audience and, like, what they want out of the story, which I think is is very cool. And I think the the problem as Funke uh, pointed out, is that the black characters, uh, at least the ones in the building, are kind of portrayed as kind of either stereotypes or kind of ghost-like and like a little dehumanized, mm-hmm. uh, especially the uh, mom of the baby. Um, but I, I hope that's something that that's the thing I want to see corrected in the new film. And oh, the f- that's and actually like, made by those black guys creators. that they encounter when they first enter the building, like, yeah. you know, yeah, I yeah. just I just thought like I don't know like it 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 really felt like a white guy wrote that. But that I just thought been... those guys were justifiably skeptical of the women and their you know harassment is gendered and I think that's that's pointed out. Yeah. I um, also, but I I understand why they don't want. Yeah, that mm-hmm. no, it's not about scene. that. It's about like the like the way the the gendered aspect of it. I suppose like. But I also, I, I also think it's like, yeah, it's like you can, like that's a that's the thing that I think this is bringing up though. It's like you can be marge, like you can be a person of color but still be sexist, or it's like 
you can be like a person of color and still be racist like it's bringing up that topic too maybe not in the most eloquent way like maybe it is taking all or it is having like a lot of topics being brought up but only delving into a few deeply when it should have maybe just hit on like a few topics um and had like a very nuanced conversation about those instead of bringing up so many points but I do think it's like you can't deny that that just exists um and maybe because of the sloppy writing of like the rest of the like black characters that sticks out even more but yeah well yeah I just like I I don't think that that moment is trying to say that or even be like nuanced I guess like especially when you think about Candyman's origin it just seems very but strange to me that it would be criticism something criticizing something and then at the same time kind of like uh re like pushing forward that same stereotype and like I don't know I just I don't know I think for me it is more like all of these things where it's like all the characters seemed or not the main characters but at least like the character of like Candyman even as a villain and as like this sort of having this cartoonish like backstory as an urban legend did seem like a real person almost or like you could see how he was a real person before and the same with Helen and um the same with Bernadette where it like has those nuances where it's like these people are like like um Bernadette and like Helen were like progressive people by like our standards where they're like um intellectualized like very like well educated um they were like fighting for like the standing of women in academia but then they still have these biases towards black communities and then also with Candyman where it's like he was the victim of like slavery and he was like lynched but then he still had like these really horrible views towards women so it's like right but that sorry but like that is what I take issue with because the like quote-unquote protection of white women uh had was justified like was used to justify so much like racism throughout like all of America's history and so that is the thing that I find murky the intersection of race and gender there because I think like to talk about him being lynched because of the fact that he was in love with a white woman and then to also like show like our the first black men we see in the movie are those guys in the neighborhood and they're like pushing forward this same stereotype that men use to justify their racism like white men throughout all of american history that's like the thing that makes me feel weird like they wasn't quite as thoughtful as it thinks it was yeah i can i can definitely see that i just think it's like one of those things where it's like even if that i think like there's still gonna be issues even if you rewrite Candyman, where he like protected Helen the entire no, time. Like it, it's not even about protecting. It's just that it's like it's taking this really kind of like gross like characterization of black men that was used, which was like white men being threatened of them and being threatened of them also like sexually, and then using that as kind of their drive, like as Candyman's thing as a monster. Like you're, they're literally turning it into a, like a folk monster. That's the thing. Don't no. you're shaking your head, but I'm. I completely disagree. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, okay, I that is how I'm not saying that that's why he made. Like, I'm not saying he's trying to be racist with his use of Candyman as a character. I'm just saying that there are 
points being made in the film that contradict each other. You're trying to like make progressive statement, but at the same time, you are still kind of reiterating the exact like thing you're speaking out against. That is all I'm saying. I just think um, the horror of Candyman is not that he's after a white woman. The horror of Handyman Candyman is what happened to him. No, I, is the lynch. I know, but that's and, why I think that he they needed to be more careful with like other things that happen in the film to get that I point just, across. I'm I'm a white person, um, but I just don't think the way to be progressive is to make a movie where all the people of color are saintly. That's not and what I've I'm seen saying. lots of those. That's not what and I'm saying. And they make those every year and they win Oscars. That's not what and I'm saying, bad. though. I'm saying it's the specific <laughs> way that that he is a monster. Is, is But he's not a monster because he was after a white no, woman. He's a monster no, because I know he was, that. he's a tragic figure but the entire the society, time. No, but the society that he had lived in when he was alive demonized him because of that now in this film like in the present day he is a monster and that is the one thing we know about him and that is what i'm saying he can be scary in other ways but when you're when you're when the one thing that is scary is that he wants to come and take this white lady that is like well that to me like they feel like contradicting opinions i'm not saying this to be a perfect guy i'm not saying there this may be complicated be... it is Maybe complicated about these issues pardon I'd, like they make you think about these issues yeah but i don't think that it is thinking about those issues enough i think that's why we have this very messy metaphor that's all i'm saying i liked the movie and i'm not yeah. saying it's like this horrible film i'm just like I, this is just my the thing well, that i found difficult to interpret what it was doing with I think, like, one thing with, like, that metaphor that I was, like, having complicated feelings about throughout the movie where I was, like, it was almost, like, I think this movie is very difficult with that conversation also because you don't know whose side you're supposed to be on. You're not really supposed to be on anybody's side except for the community. Like, I think at the end. Complexity. Yeah, but they also don't give the community that you much uh, yeah. personality. Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's like, so one-dimensional. Which, that's- yeah, that makes it hard, but I think that's also, like, that's the thing where it's, like, I think this, that's what makes this film so hard to, like, or, like, hard to be, like, obviously the politics aren't going to be correct, because politics are, like, as hard as you try to be, like, completely politically correct or completely, like, um, impartial, it's, like, you're still going to have your own personal biases, and you're still going to have to work through that, and the media that you create is going to be, like, biased or, like, one-sided or, like, slightly, like, Reflective of Yeah, of your, of your values in the society you come out of um and i think maybe that's also what's missing is because this was written by a just like one white dude based off of a story by one white dude trying to make a comment about how the community is supposed to be the good part of it so maybe he should have just gotten more people to help write it if that's the point he was trying to make but i think because he was just one person writing it that's why the point of view is very much just from this one woman being like very like sing like singularly minded um like yeah and that like the writing in that sense for me more so came across as i was like oh this is where there's the disconnect between like the intention of the writer and the actual like message of the film the other things i guess it's like i think once i got to the end it was a little bit easier for me to like kind of justify the like weird murky metaphor with like the monster of Candyman when it's like um 
when like the when Helen became the monster almost like then it was like I think I needed to see the whole movie to make sense of that metaphor a little bit more understand that a little bit more but it is like still like very messy or like like messier than it needed to be I think to make it an effective film yeah it does seem like the the heart of the movie was in the right place um but it is like already at a disadvantage when it's trying to talk about race if it is written by a white man and doesn't have the right nuances and it's like one person as you said Nara so that is hard to capture the essence of a community by yourself and it it doesn't feel that researched which I don't like as much but um yeah I mean it 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 is making you think about all of this as Seb said and and having these conversations is is good to talk about um Definitely could have been a cleaner metaphor, but I feel like, I I don't know. I don't think he's, it's not like he's just targeting white women. I think that would have made it like uh, mm. weirder, but he is like targeting like all people, pretty much everyone who I think like shaping it around like the doubt is what makes him an interesting uh, slasher villain um, like that, that if you don't believe in him, like you're just going to become trapped in his little spiral like that that's the part that really like jumped out to me i was like oh gosh this is kind of like bloody mary but like just just worse like five times worse like i i don't know it seems very scary to me um that's why i liked it yeah i felt the same way i never thought that it was like like i didn't think his thing at all was that he was targeting a, a white woman i thought it was just targeting her because she was like like you're saying funky so dismissive of him and of the terror that he actually could pose she invokes him in like the first scene yeah but he also says at the end that it had always been her and that he'd been like holding out for her and there's literally a prophecy on the wall i'm like and again like i want it to be understood that like i thought this was a good film and i Yes, I think it brings up some very interesting points and ideas. My thing is, is that I don't necessarily feel like it gets should get a pat on the back just for bringing them up when I don't think it necessarily, the filmmaker put in all the like work or like thought to fully see these metaphors or these points through. That is all. I'm, But, I'm, but like, I don't think it's a movie that just says, like that's just bringing up a point i think it'd be worse like if it was cleaner I, yeah i don't but think it's I, a movie that's just like i mean like if it made one racism point, exists like, I, like bring it on or whatever also not bring it on doesn't just bring, make up one point all i'm saying is that i think that like to use to be like a white male filmmaker and then use the experiences of women and black communities to tell a story and then not even necessarily put in all the time and thought to think about the kinds of imagery that you are like re like that you are pushing forward within it even if you are trying to make criticisms that to me means that like I'm not I don't necessarily think you deserve a pat on the back like yeah I don't you don't have to pat him on the back I don't disagree with that I just don't think that that's true of of this film like I don't think that it's a film that didn't put in the the work to think about the metaphors maybe i think just, that's crazy i yeah, like, just, like you... i think he i think he made choices to i'm not attacking uh, i'm make just messier saying. points <laughs> I'm, not, 
I know. I'm I'm not piling on you or anything. I just mean like, I don't, I I feel like it's a little unfair to just like completely dismiss the film as if they like. I'm not dismissing the film, though. I've said it multiple times that I liked it. she, She liked it. Yeah. No, I know, but dismissing like the work that the creators put in, like, I, I don't know. I, I I think that you can like not like the approach that they took, but I don't think it's like they didn't put in the time to think about it. Right, but I just think that the messiness, like, okay, I feel like I've expressed my point like multiple times and like I am getting heated, but I just, I think that the film, I think he failed to think the entirety of the kind of, what he was showing in his film all the way through. That is all. I yeah. think it's a bit murky. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying Disagree. it doesn't bring up interesting points. Seb, I get it. You you feel differently than me. We obviously I read the film. intentionally doing, we, doing the things that you're talking about. Pardon? I just, I take issue with the idea that it's an accident. Okay, but then if it 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 isn't an accident, then like that's more fucked up because it's kind of like, I think some of the stuff he does is fucked up, but we can agree to disagree because, you know. Yeah, I I feel like, yeah, you guys are definitely just on the different, (laughs) different pages about this, but (laughs) I I don't know. I, I do agree with what Hannah's saying. Like it is a good movie and- uh, yeah, there, there's definitely a, a couple of parts that are, are weirdly done. And I think that's just a pitfall of not like having black people involved in the story yeah. and like women involved in the story as well. Cause like, I, I, I feel like, yeah, he tried, but it's like, there's going to be, what do they call horse blinders on when you're not like a person of that, that background or, or, or of that like demographic. And you're trying to tell those stories. Like, you're just going to miss certain things. And even if you're trying hard, like, I don't know if it's going to all the way, like, come through all the way properly um, in a way that isn't, like, I, I, don't, I just don't think it's, like, tactfully uh, murky, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, there's some stuff that just could have been better if, if he had more of a team. Yeah. Uh, he definitely had shortcomings. And, like, that's okay to say about a movie. It said... I think also on the murkiness, like, the one thing that from this conversation I've sort of, like, thought about is that, like, I don't think, I think what everyone's saying is true. Like, I don't think he was, like, I think he was, parts of it obviously were, like, murky for a purpose where it's, like, um, blurring the lines between, like, who is committing these deeds? Is it, like, Candyman or is it Helen? Like, who is at fault here? I think that, like, obviously that's purposely murky, but then the stuff, um about like the bias that he holds towards certain communities or like um how we're supposed to like actually interpret like this the like race relations between like a white woman and a black man in this context i think all of that he i i might be giving the writer more credit here and this might be sort of like drifting away from what um hannah and seb you were like talking about but like i don't think he was murky in those points where he's like uh i'm not really sure i'm just gonna make this sort of unclear and then hope that people read deeper into it i think it is just him like you were saying sorry somebody's like picking a flower for my garden should i stop i don't care (laughs) let them go let them go (laughs) yeah um but i think it's sort of more is like i think he is 
maybe we've gone over this, but I think he is trying to make it part of the comment and make it work towards the like um meaning of the movie. But again, it is that shortcoming of like where he is like just. I don't know about under research, but maybe didn't know what to like. I guess that is under research, but he didn't know what to research, or he didn't know what points to develop the most to make his like to make it work better or to make it clearer. Which again, like with what Funke said, it's like that could have been cleared up if he had just like a more diverse team working with him. Um, I don't like. I just don't think them. I don't know if this is like what you're saying, Hannah, but this is. I just don't think that the murkiness comes from him being like panicking and being like oh I don't want to like touch that so I'm just going to make everything a little bit I don't think it was him being like oh I don't want to deal with it I think it was him not thinking things all the way through because of the limitations of his perspective Mm -hmm. as a white man and I think when you're especially working in the horror genre which has like historically kind of like both women and uh, like people of color have often been treated pretty terribly by the horror genre it's just like weird to see like a white guy like utilize them and like and not like think all the way through or not going like if you're like want to make a commentary on those issues yeah I think you should bring on women and you should bring on like people of color to like actually tell their stories or at least like consult with someone because you do end up in a situation like this where like what you're trying to say gets lost and like yeah, your own limitations. I, that's that's my. I think maybe I, I started the convo weird by saying, like, kind of implying the movie was perfect or whatever. I, I don't a masterpiece, you said. There's my. I do think it's a masterpiece. Okay. But I mean, like, perfect on representational issues. I don't think that. I think the stuff with the the way the community is portrayed is weird. I think that last scene is very unearned at the funeral. Um, but yeah, I, that was. I think also, like I was confused by that. Was but that were they trying to honor her or like? I think they were like banishing her. I think they were revenge. crowning her the new Candyman. But I also think they're kind of honoring her. I was very confused yeah. by that. I think maybe. But wait, okay, you wait, can continue. Seb. Can I finish my point? I just think like, um, the way the complicated feelings we have towards Candyman are completely intentional. And it makes the movie scary and uncomfortable in a way that's actually challenging instead of just backing up the things that we already believe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to do. And I think there's a thousand Netflix movies, Netflix comedies that come out that are perfectly politically perfect and they suck and they're boring movies. And I just think like obviously he has limitations on his perspective and the movie is almost 30 years old. And that's not an excuse, but I mean like that that does happen. And I just think the movie is poking at things in our society that I guess I've said what, what I need to say okay. that make us uncomfortable. And that's important. And that's good in a in a movie that's like a schlocky horror movie. Like and this. Seb, I want you to know that my problems with this is not because I don't think it's PC enough. I just think that it's I don't think that it deserves the acclaim of like having been this everything is thought out and all of this shit is intentional i disagree but let's let someone else talk because you and i've been talking for a million years (laughs) i was just gonna say on the ending i think them like dubbing the the new the next candy man um is sort of like one of those things where i think it is maybe less them respecting her um as much as they are like being like you are the one who's gonna take this um, these troubles out of our community and inflict them on like other communities because like we've dealt with this shit for so long now it's like your turn 
um, to get them mm-hmm. to like deal with this. Um, and you and it's like that, which is sort of like the full point of her character and her arc, where it's like she didn't believe in this. Now you're gonna have to deal with it, and that's sort of like how like it's gonna happen to her community until, um, I guess it gets passed on again. Um, I guess, but then that's also weird because it's like he's passing it on to a woman, and it's like I just fucking I just feel like this guy is so like I don't like think he's actually thinking through what he's trying to say, and I, I don't know. Sorry, I'll, I'll shut up. Sorry, Candyman like or the the writer? The writer. <laughs> well, I, I also I because it's like, I think it would have been more powerful than if he was like passing it on to a white man who have are not been oppressed in any way historically it just feels like i just feel like frustrated like by like white dudes in hollywood thinking that they are saying so much about race and gender but then not thinking it through enough and then getting fucking applauded for even bothering to touch the subject and that is just i kind of thought we were off this i thought you were saying that we were off like (laughs) i'm a taurus i'm stubborn i'm sorry guys but it's also like you say the same thing about like it's like the same thing where it's like yes like white women have still been oppressed in academia and like all walks of life but it's like her as a privileged white woman it's like not the no i'm not equating them i'm just saying like that still feels if if Candyman is a metaphor then for oppression like we're saying it feels weird to put it on another oppressed group but it, I, that's all. I'm. I'm not equating their experiences or with oppression. Obviously, Candyman's is far worse. But it's just. I just. I'm sorry. I have to. Wouldn't like, this movie be better if the villain was named Mister Rich Moneybag? <laughs> yeah. And he looked you know exactly what, like Donald Trump. You know what, Seb? Go fuck yourself. Be you're being a, you're being a YouTube <laughs> troll right now or a Twitter troll. I can't deal with you because you're literally pissing me off. <laughs> Genuinely. Sorry. I didn't mean to go off. I just... uh, I feel bad how little Funke has talked on this I know, me too. I don't want to keep talking. (laughs) You're provoking me. It's all good. No. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No worries. Um, We got into a a heated debate. (laughs) As we do. Um, No, but... (laughs) Hey Funke, do you do you want to you, you want to get into an argument? Me and you, we could argue about <laughs> yeah, something. No, uh, yeah, you guys. No, like, you want to get in on this? Yeah, we uh, seven. I should turn our argue, mics off oh, for the rest of the. Can this we argue episode? about my favorite quote from the film? Um, yeah, let's do it. I, I will do it. I'm my actually favorite do line from the it. film is, "I hate the color scheme." <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's argue. Is the color scheme good or bad? Go in this movie. In this movie, the mm-hmm. color scheme. I think uh, it's nice. <laughs> good <laughs> oh i had a i had a note here <laughs> the reds are very red i like that oh the blood very bloody i, I can't even i can't even remember how it was color corrected i think it, i was just like this yeah what was the colors in this film again <laughs> it, no felt, it felt like fall oh yeah it, it, that is true it was very cool I and i was like it's halloween time I know it. Is. I actually think like it was kind of washed out, which did actually make the reds pop. I, I said that as a joke, but it actually is true. Sorry, I have another question. I, this is a sorry, actual... but we're supposed to argue, right? Frick you! Oh. <laughs> no, I hate the color red. Um, wait, I have a, I have a legitimate question that somebody could answer. So when she yeah. went into his like layer or the layer, there was like the candies 
wrapped with the razor blades is that like supposed to be like a play or continuation on how he would like cut people up through their stomach like you eat i sorry i was just confused about that point and i don't think it was touched on later it might have been uh, can i unmute is that yeah yeah or, or is that i'm cheating? just confused about that one that I one thought, thing i thought that that was like an urban legend in the 90s, right? Or I think it actually yeah, happened. It, actually happened. It, it was like one time some like someone put uh, razor blades in candy and then it was like a mass hysteria for a, a popular urban yeah. urban legend, right? So I actually, thought that just strengthened no, the the razor blades isn't really a thing. It's all that candy stuff of based off of one instance of a guy poisoning a pixie stick of his child and then all the other instances where people doing it as jokes or for attention. Um, it's a pretty funny joke. Because of these, it, these absolute Sorry. jokesters. My mom was so scared of that shit. My mom would be like, "Don't like, we have to unwrap all your candy before you eat it." Like, oh my god, yeah, dude. Your kids in the emergency room. This guy runs up. It, it's just a joke. Don't worry. It's okay. It's it a, just a prank. <laughs> Say hey to my subscribers. No. Please. Okay. What I mean is, they were jokes. Like people would to like to their friends and or like. Or fake, like they would say, that's all. It wasn't a real. It's phenomenon. never actually been like an issue. It's of any of this stuff happening. Okay. Um, sorry. Was, Damn, I, that is wild. I was just confused about that that uh, that element in the uh, in the film. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed uh, one thing that I don't think we talked about too much was the the soundtrack. Um, I thought it was a hit and I, I feel like a lot of horror movies that I watch, I like them a lot, but the soundtrack, it never really sticks with me. There's only a couple that I'm like, oh, this one goes like Carrie. I was like, that one hits. Oh, that Carrie's a, such a good I'm like, Let's go. And this oh, one yeah. was one that like popped out to me. I was like, this is very good. I love the toy box kind of theme coming in and out. Uh, it was really light and comforting, but it was still like speculative. I, I just enjoyed it. It was like, it was a good little Candyman theme. Good little, that? Uh, good little theme. Philip Glass. Philip Glass. For the for the sake of uh, this episode, I'm gonna have to say a hard disagree. Uh, that's actually probably the worst soundtrack I've ever heard in my entire life, and no, um, and it's really bad. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I also I also love it. The, I, I mentioned that already, but the that first shot when you're going over the city and you got just the coolest. I was so hyped up. I was so ready to go. Yeah, that's my intellectual. I was hyped up. Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Okay, one thing I didn't really like, and I guess like now that I'm thinking about it, it's mm, I liked it. Just, I, I'm tired. Stop. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm just tired Sorry, of like the, the, bit. the trope in horror of like um, women not getting believed because of uh, otherworldly forces, like. This it happens in this uh, invisible women hereditary like it's such a like common thread and I'm like it's I don't know how down I am for seeing it it's just not that like fun or like it's such a specific kind of uh, dread um, and it just feels like horror milks that a lot um, and I'd like yeah. to see other other ways of going about it well, honestly yeah I think in this one that made me like I was. It was like when I was watching this, I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable for most of it because it was like scary. I was just like, oh, everybody's being so mean to each other. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. But then I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. In real life, people are so mean to each other. You kind of just have to deal with it. Um, 
And yeah, I thought it was sort of like, yeah, I thought like the biggest, like the part where they're like, I think the biggest thing that got to me about when they were being like mean to her or like when people weren't believing her was just the like side comments that like the police officers had and that like the hospital workers had, not the people actually Mm -hmm. being like, oh, like you're like the, when the police officer was like, you're under arrest now, I was like, that's unfair. But also I understand that he doesn't understand the context of like the situations happening. So I can believe that. But then when the other police officer who Mr. No name police officer standing in the room was like, you're sick. Like those comments are what made me mad. Whereas people are just like, you're not helping the situation. You're doing nothing to the situation. Nobody needs to hear this right now. Stop. And it's so painful because like I, of how the, 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 uh, the slasher scenes are and how they're like so drawn out and you don't even know like what's going on. It films like the first, like the first chunk of them are like what's happening live, I guess. And then the, it also like juxtaposes it with her on the floor, like Helen on the floor with a weapon or whatever, like at the scene of the crime. And you want to be like, Hey, no, no, it's not what it looks like. Guys. Like there's a guy and he was just here, but you can't. Cause like he's, disappeared and you literally sound crazy if you try to explain it yeah um yeah yeah i, I just you see you see that a lot and i'm like what i feel like you could use a, a, a different method of it or yeah it did help it did uh help me to like increase the the confusion and kind of like delirium of the last like third third of the movie how like she wakes up and then they're like oh you've been under for like uh a week or a month or whatever it was. Yeah. And all of a sudden I feel so disoriented about where I am, which I think helps the last third of the movie. But I definitely see that is like a kind of an annoying trope. I think it also helps to show like it is an annoying trope, but in this context, it does help to show her relationship to her husband, partner, Trevor. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which like, it's not hard. Like I think we just sort of know from the beginning that he's like a sleazy guy, but like, absolutely I, I don't know if it needed that to reinforce it but or the way I, that devel- I think that the way that develops is pretty graceful though like that she, she like is pretty certain but he like plays it off as a joke and you're like okay maybe they just have like a better relationship than may seem and then it's like yeah the the increasing suspicion and then, then she, when she goes back it's like yeah it's, she's it's at clear. the place this guy's a terrible guy and then i'm so happy i'm like yeah fine kill that guy i don't give a shit <laughs> kill him at the end <laughs> Yeah, the her face, like when she was painting and then she saw Helen, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, it's over for her." I was also like, yeah. at the end, that girl, I was like, "Why is she so mad? Like, why is she like cutting this meat?" And she's so mad at this guy for like <laughs> taking a minute in the washroom. But then I understood that it's like she just needs for to be holding an a knife grief. and have like some blood on her hand. Like I understand, but mm-hmm. this is a weird <laughs> thought, but. She, she have so much had one of those cries that also looks like she's laughing. Anyone else think this? You know, some Who? people when they cry, it really seems like they're also laughing. I did not. And, Helen uh, or the girl? No, no, no. The the the, the like new partner of the of the. Oh dude yeah, the yeah, end. yeah, yeah. So much. It was that point means nothing, but I just thought it was cool. I wonder what I look like when I'm crying. Uh, I don't I think I'm laughing. Cry. Don't, don't, please. Okay, Funke, uh, 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 you stink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're no, covering your funny. face. I can't see if you're, if you're smiling. 
Uh, that's like no, a... that's pretty clearly a cry. I think that looks like a cry. Not too much smile in that. Yeah. Um. Did we see any whack actors in here? Do we want to go down the avenue? I, Let's go down. I do not know any actors. So this is no. your front. I mean, the guy who plays Candyman is so good. I looked at his filmography after, and it seems like he's like, I don't know if he got typecast into just being a horror guy from this. Because um, he seemed to mostly just be in like B-movie horror movies. He was in oh, an episode sick. of Riverdale like two years ago. Oh, um, what? Oh, really? Yeah. As the Candyman or what? No, he <laughs> plays um, a scary, mysterious old man who drives like a truck or something and then he's like don't go to the other town and then they like do or something i know he would ace that role <laughs> yeah, he right would. Now. he'd kill that <laughs> he was so good i mean he has the best voice i thought like i mean actually this is just a question is that just his genuine voice or they must have done some kind of sound i think they put like a bit of reverb they make it lower he sounds yeah. amazing yeah he has a great voice. he should start a podcast Tony todd Tony Todd. Tony I bet he Todd. does. I He's in he The does. Rock. That's the only other thing I think I've seen him in. In The what? The Rock, the Michael Bay movie. No, The Rock. The Rock is um, a wrestler. Not, <laughs> oh right. Yeah. He's in he's in that guy. He's kind of like operating him like a <laughs> oh, oh my god, like in a... I was wondering who was inside there the whole time. <laughs> it's like I've like... gotten to the bottom. <laughs> um, any other actors we know or should we keep strolling? I think uh, Xander Berkeley is really good as the scummy husband. Mm. He's really good. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know that's Virginia Matson from Sideways is the lead? Oh. What is lady it? from Sideways. I think she she's good. She's good. And I you also just, highlighted. I love the kid. Yeah, I don't know. you highlighted oh, the, the kid before. I thought the, the kid, kid was is really so good. good. I think the kid's great. The kid is the best. He, I, I, I don't know if it's like, I, you know, it's probably like a problematic portrayal, but I think he's so, he just seems so like dead inside. I really <laughs> like how they use like flashbacks. He does. It's true. Sure. I mean, he seems to, sorry, f- sorry, Nara. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just, I, you can continue on the kid. I'll say my point in a second because it kind of changes topics. Oh, I, I just, that he, he really sells the, uh, the fear of this folk legend in a way that like, Kids certainly do. I was scared of uh, Bloody Mary. Damn. You were? Were you more scared of you Bloody weren't? Mary or of olives? This is... I'll mute myself after Whack Actor Avenue again. This is less on the actor than just the casting. I love the fake Candyman. How he looks kind of like Candyman. Uh-huh. He, he looks like a fake Candyman. Yes. I, I think that's cool. And I, I, I like the idea that he's like piggybacking off of this yeah. as an excuse, like as a way to boost up his legend. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I'm muting myself. I, I, you don't need to mute yourself. I was just going to say earlier, I was going to say, I like the use of like the flashbacks or like the, when the, people are telling stories or recounts the flash to like the scene instead of just the person saying it. Um, And I like how sudden it is. I just thought that was a fun, fun little thing. And it also like, I thought played up on the like sort of suspense horror aspect. Cause you're like, oh, are we going to see him now? But then nah, you don't. Mm, yeah. Okay. I found okay. a scene of the candy man. Like? Hannah, oh. you're muted. Hannah, you're oh. muted. Oh no, just. Mm-hmm. Okay, I back. found the scene of the candy man in Riverdale. Doesn't <laughs> oh, matter, actually? but I got really curious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I found it on YouTube, so can you, you guys can, you can watch that later if you're Thank curious. You. Thank you. 
Wait, Hannah, have you been watching it? Well, um, yeah. Can I say something I like? Yes. Actually, wait. Hold on. I'm just. I'm a little distracted because I'm just looking at myself in the mirror. Wait. Uh, wow, I look like candy, man. <laughs> like I honestly, wait, I wait, look kind of like a candy man. Adam, wait, wait, wait! Don't... Candy. No, man. Adam. Stop. Adam, don't. Candy man. Candy man. Ah! If <laughs> Adam <laughs> has left the meeting. No. Oh my. Really committed. Candyman well, took the laptop, made Adam leave the meeting, and then disemboweled Adam. Adam? Adam? He's gone. Um. Adam? Well, folks. Adam? Here, it seems like Adam is actually dead. Uh, here at Adam? Is It Whack, we liked Scott. Oh, no. Oh, no. Adam? Here, it took him a while. Oh, he came back. <laughs> Oh my god! Sorry. Uh, I mean, now I'm candy. No, that's Don't not what happened. Don't say it. I actually say sum it. I summoned you. You. Seb did say Adam. I, I said you said your name five times. Oh. And then you came back. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, uh, here at Is It Whack, we like to measure the wackiness of everything that we watch. So we want to. I'm going to be walking over to the wackometer right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there it is. Can you guys lift me up? I gotta spit it. <laughs> I gotta get up. Okay. Funky's on all of our shoulders now. Um, all right. Um, oh, first you guys gotta tell me, what did you think? What, uh, oh, what yeah. do you rate it? <laughs> Who would like to go first? Not I me. Know. I wanna go last. Four. Four? Any, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, four. Four. <laughs> I want to go for the, so, Nara, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, wait, Seb was a four, sorry. Um, are you going to no, go Seb's on your- more than a four. Seb's a perfect five, five? five. Oh, stop. No, I just mean as a, um, as a, as a person. Everyone here is a perfect aw. five out of five. Oh, thanks. Are you going to elaborate or are you just going to do your shtick? I was I was planning on doing my shtick. Mm. Oh, okay. Sounds sounds fine. Um, my turn. The best shtick in podcasting. <laughs> um, I think it I think it was a good movie. I didn't think it was too too whack. I thought it was a pretty. I don't know. I don't watch a, a ton of horror. I guess though, so I can't like judge it against other horror films. But I was like, if I were to see a horror film and be like, that was pretty good and kind of what I wanted from a horror film. I think that's, it'd be Candyman, pretty close to it. So I think it's good. It's a little bit whack. There's some weird storytelling elements, like I said, with the like, uh, the like flashback story cutaways and then the, some weird imagery that gets like brought up, but then not super elaborated on. And there's like, I think like, yeah, a lot of the like, blurring the lines the haziness the dreaminess of it all those sequences kind of whack so maybe just a solid like three um i'm gonna give it a four but not for the same reasons as seb 
We don't know Seb's reasons. Yeah, and you won't, you won't know <laughs> I mine. Think the, just, I think they're the same. Just know that mine are the opposite. A rare moment of unity. No, whatever you think, I think the opposite, but I don't need Yeah, to... but I believe that. Well, th- I'm thinking ahead and thinking what's the opposite of that and then believing that. So, yeah, and then like, going back. I literally can't talk to you for like a week <laughs> after this. Thank you. Oh my my goodness. I also would like to take this chance to formally apologize to Funke for like yelling at Sab for the majority of their episode. So No problem. Hey, I'm sorry. sorry Funke. I'm sorry that Hannah did that. <laughs> I, I, and I'm sorry that Seb is even... Ugh, like, You're talking about the movie on the podcast. We're supposed goodness. to talk about the movie. Goodness. I know. It's all good. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's a really good movie, and I think it's really unique. I think it's it's a really cool like uh, text. Of, it's a slasher film that's like about freaking slasher films, and I wish we could have talked more about that. But hey, listen. <laughs> we had other things to talk about. And Do you also, want to do a part two? I won't come on. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, I didn't say anything. I didn't. I didn't target anyone. We all know that there's a new Candyman coming out. So when that yes. comes out, we can talk about it. Okay, yes. and we can maybe we even talk to. more about this. One uh, three host episodes. Seb and I are both sick that guest. week. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, five hosts. We're doing. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna give it a four, also. Four. Awesome. All right, I'm injecting them into the machine. Wait, Funky, Wait, what, did what you is give, your Funky? number? Oh. <laughs> 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 I pull out the last card from my back pocket. <laughs> this one is uh, four point five. Four point five. I, I, yeah, I like that, the sound of that. That is just <laughs> I, honestly when I watched it the first time, I was like what is going on? Like, what is going on? And I genuinely was freaked out when I saw the knife in Helen's hand and like it panned out and everyone's like, you did this. Uh, and I thought that was a really cool way to play off of a, a, a slasher villain because it didn't feel like in, in the real world of Candyman, it didn't feel like the Candyman even existed. Like it just felt like to everyone around her that it was just her who got so involved in the mystery and then just started killing people because of that. And it was weird to like see her become the monster throughout the movie. Uh, and mm-hmm. I just thought that was very, very, very fun and wacky. Uh, so 4.5 is my last card and I throw it in. Yeah, that is cool that, sorry, just to, that we never really do get like perspective of the world around her. It is very much more like a psychological thriller even than like a, horror movie where like we're so deep in her like uh psyche investment yeah her psyche like that she then becomes uh presumable possibly the killer herself but like it would be very different i think if we like pulled out at any point and got perspective from the world being like uh what's up with this person but we're (laughs) so deep in like her psychosis and i think that's fascinating and i don't know I can't tell yet how I feel about the final beat of the film, but I do think it was really cool him just being like, <laughs> Helen, Helen. I was like, oh, I, I know what's coming. I know what's yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah, we prepared for this. <laughs> anyway, I, I sorry. Like how there's no, no scene with the with the cops going like, oh, but how could she have done this? Because there was a, you know, somebody flew out here. Like there's no scene where it's confirmed that it's it's, you know, supernatural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there is at the very last scene confirms that it's 
Supernatural. Unless it's a death dream of hers. I I think okay. what confirms it's supernatural <laughs> is them dropping the hook into the thing because the hook that they drop isn't mm. the hook that she was climbing up the fi- the bonfire thing with. Um, so mm. it mm. therefore was the candy man's. Ah. How do you know it wasn't that? Because one? the hook that she had had a loopy on the bottom instead of like mm. oh two wooden spike like two like nails coming out of it. Mm. Also, good fashion eye. icon, Candyman, that jacket, fashion icon. It's a good That's jacket. Yeah, it is really a good jacket. jacket. Snap. There were more. There were more Candyman movies, right? I don't know if the other ones ever really popped up. Yeah, there were. Like there might be like a straight second to video and or a something. third. Yeah, two and oh. three. Candyman two three. That kind of blows. Them. I wish Candyman became like, uh, like Michael Myers, like a- Freddy Krueger level. Mm-hmm. He's very, very. I guess this movie kind of ends off in a place where it's like, then you, if it was a proper follow up, it would kind of have to be Helen, and that's not really as fun. Oh my! It'd be so funny. Candyman. Bring Candyman back. I don't know. Candyman <laughs> Halloween costume, but you open your jacket and a bunch of bees just fly out. You're just like keep your bees. <laughs> I was gonna say that you couldn't make a candy covered man again, in honey, but also like, doesn't Jason like die in the first Friday the Thirteenth? They, they all die. Like That's they always die. Doesn't dies matter. The first <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. What am I talking about? Who cares? <laughs> Just bring Candyman back. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I will throw my whack numbers in. <laughs> can we? Can we get the the theme song going for the whackometer? I think it's ready. Woo! <laughs> oh, who's calculating it? I don't know. Oh. Oh. It's it's ready. Uh, 3.9. Wait, that oh my feels God. too wow. low. How? That's pretty whack. Uh, Nara gave it a three. Everyone else gave it a four. That seems to. Uh, oh, oh no. right. Funka, you gave but it a four point five. Yeah, but it, if we gave, it if, only, that makes if we all gave it that four, then it would have been four even. But because there's. That makes sense. Where does that line up to? I mean the whack. Where does that line? I don't know. I left my notebook in the other room. I think the other. Oh. I think it's higher. It's higher. I think the other one was three point seven five. Higher than the, the guest was three point seven five. Guest was like three point something. Yeah. What are we all doing? Right. Funka, nice. you're in the lead. So it's pretty good though. <laughs> um what are we doing with all these like horror movies? Do we want them to fight at the end? Do you want to see which Whoa. one's the strongest? Which yeah. like villain would win? <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Kind of like a free for all. I like that. Candyman versus the guest. We'll find out. We, mm, we can I have mean, a discussion we'll, about this. We'll do a okay. round robin. Does <laughs> They'll all face each other. Oh, this is my dream. I'm oh, and another original screenplay. Ooh. Oh. Written by our fans. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes, another original screenplay. I would love this. Please send us your fanfic. Written by our many fans. <laughs> um, all working together. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you so much for listening to Is It Whack? Uh, we appreciate all of you wonderful listeners. Do we have any shout outs? I'm shouting out uh, all the bees I saw today. <laughs> yes, shout out to them. Shout out, shout out to the bees. bees. Shout out bees in general because they are like falling off the earth. They're going extinct and yeah. we don't want that. And bees they're doing are, a lot of wanna, hard work. We want to do anything we can, like shouting yeah, so them out. Shout them out. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely um, everything we can do. Not, <laughs> not yeah, the That's the only thing movie. I can think of. 
Shout out to Emma Kudlak for the art and Ian Mills for the music. And check us out on IG at Insomniac Fest and at Twitter at Insomniac underscore Fest. Uh, watch a whack movie. Say hi to your friends. What do we know what, <laughs> what we're we doing, doing next week? Um, uh, I don't think we have Hannah? it confirmed yet. Yeah, I was thinking of doing. Have you guys seen Scream? Yes. I'd love to do Scream. I want to watch it, but I haven't seen it. Um, Seb hates it, so he can sit out. <laughs> but I would like to do Scream because it is my Halloween movie. I watch it Halloween time every year. I love it. Mm. Nice. Well, okay, next yeah, week, stay tuned because we're going to be talking about Scream. Ah. Um, how does how does this movie end? Oh, Helen. No, she's screaming. Oh, what if we each say it one time? Helen. 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 Bye. <laughs> Mom, get out! I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>